Hey everyone, it's Amanda. And Dana. We're going to talk about a few things to clear up about 9-11 now that it's been so long and it's no longer as touchy to talk about. Probably not. I'm sure for a lot of people it is. It it might still be. I think it might still be for some people. But they, you know, it's it's good to have a, an open discussion about it because it's one of our defining moments as a nation. Yeah. First, though, we're not going to do an annoying intro, but I will say one thing. When Dana falls asleep mm-hmm. and when I, I, I'm not ready for bed or to go to sleep by myself, like, he, he can go to sleep in bed, but I can stay up. But if he falls asleep right next to me on a chair, he's going to receive... And sustain multiple wet willies. This happens. And wakes up covered in female body spray. Yeah, she poured her body spray on my head last time I fell asleep. Correct, correct, yep. So my head's currently flammable, but it would smell really good burning, so. No, I don't think it would smell good burning, but it smells okay right now. It smells smells nice. Oh, yeah, and one time he fell asleep and it made me so mad. Because I don't, I've never witnessed, I think you might have a form of narcolepsy. I've never witnessed a person who can fall asleep sitting up in like one split second. So I took one of the dog's eye boogers and put it in his mouth. Yeah, I I woke up to it melting in my mouth. So <laughs> They melt. So now we know that eye boogers melt. Now to 9-11, steel beams, yes they melt. Steel beams indeed melt. So this garbage about... Oh, people planted bombs everywhere. This place was under surveillance 24-7. Unless there was some gigantic thing people were just, like, okay with. Like, security guards, cameras don't lie. Right? I mean... Yeah, no, there's no... So, I mean... Saying there was no plane? Are you joking? What we're trying to say is we don't believe that there's some kind of massive conspiracy theory and... And the real question beyond that would be, why the heck would there be a, a giant conspiracy theory? Oh, the only conspiracy theory is about money and powerful people. Not about whether or not there was right. a plane full of people that just wanted to go somewhere. This is why I don't go on planes if I don't have to. I wish we were as advanced as to say we, we would include the link below in the comments or whatever, but... There is a great video on YouTube right now. Some students, I think Cornell University did it. Students reconstructed the event uh, to prove that it was airplanes and that the, the jet fuel could do that much damage. So the reason we got into this convo is because one of my friends said there was never a plane. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I know of people from where I was born that were on that plane. Well, I knew, one lady was. We actually went to the same DMV to get our driver's licenses. And that was one little piece that was recovered. It was driver, a plane. Her, her driver's license. It was definitely a plane. It for was both definitely dogs. four planes. Yeah. And they were probably trying to do more, but they were turned down, most likely. Yeah. I, I really don't understand the incompetence, though. I mean, the people that let those terrorists onto a plane without ID must feel the weight on like their shoulders about that, right? No doubt. I can imagine they don't sleep well at night. Just the opposite of, of Jody Arias, who says she sleeps just fine at night. But, no, that was Casey Anthony. Or Casey Anthony, yeah, who sleeps just fine. Well, I'm, yeah. Yeah, same kind of person. Same person. But, yeah, I'm sure the people that knowingly let these people onto planes 
in retrospect, probably have a very difficult time living with themselves. Which, I mean, all is forgiven. These things are really out of anybody's hands, honestly. No one expected something so horrific. Yeah, I would say that. And that's. And now that, they're super prepared for it. If you go to an airport, believe you'll be felt up, you'll be checked thrice. Yeah, I recently was on a plane and they made me take the belt out of my pants, which was unfortunate because it made my pants fall down while I was inside the chamber. I'm sure you traumatized a lot of innocent people. No doubt about it. And uh, so, I mean, these things happen on He likes to pretend that his pants just fall off sometimes, like at work and stuff. I think this is a sham, but that's not about 9-11, so we'll go back. We'll go back. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Pants just fell off. My pants fall down. People get to, uh, never mind. Okay, so, anyway, um, so, Amanda, you and I were having a, a really good discussion about 9-11 the other night, and, and... Well, I was asking him questions, because he is a steel worker, and I asked, why do people say that jet fuel wouldn't do that to that building? Because, do you know how much, it was like, so much jet fuel, you couldn't even believe it. It was a cross-country flight, and they made sure of each one of them having enough fuel to do the most damage possible. Right. So what people say is the burning point of jet fuel is three, degree, three degrees colder than it takes for steel to melt. That's, that's the argument. The temperature at which jet fuel burns is three degrees cooler. But then you add to the mix, you told me, burning aluminum with jet fuel. Burning aluminum with jet fuel, not to mention all of the cabinetry and desks and things. Paperwork, carpet. So you've got a blast furnace happening now on that floor. The jet fuel and the catalyst as a catalyst and all of the wood uh, products uh, made out of press board and actual wood. And you've literally got a blast furnace. But didn't you say something interesting about how... The sprinkler system kind of aggravated a few things. Yeah, so aluminum, when it's in its liquid form, is volatile. I mean, it really is. Uh, and you can ask anyone who has to forge with aluminum. You've got to handle it very carefully in its liquid state and make sure it doesn't come in contact with uh, oxygen. But more importantly, you need to make sure it doesn't come in contact with H2O because a, a liquid source of aluminum suddenly introduced into a source of H2O, water, literally will explode. The The chemical reaction that, would, that happens between the two sources is literally an explosion because the, uh, the molecular balance of the aluminum is now completely disturbed and the water causes it not able to come back together in a cohesive form and it literally, boom! So, in, I guess, layman terms, like I would understand what he's saying is... That aluminum get angry. It get angry and it go boom. And it really did. And so all of the multiple quote unquote bombs that people heard. That, after, I, I thought that was just things uh, collapsing. After, well, after the initial plane crash, uh, within, a, within about a half an hour of the initial plane crash, with that blast furnace happening on those floors, literally rendering the airplane into liquid. So that liquid aluminum, the fuselage... What was left of the aircraft inside? Because a lot of it went out the other side of the building. Yeah, but the main, the body of the airplane may, remained jammed into the floors. So with that blast furnace happening and the liquefaction of the hull, which most airplanes are made of aluminum, and those, airplane, those airplanes were, uh, so that you've got this liquid aluminum trickling down through the floors, trickling down 
into the floors below where the fire sprinkler system was still functioning. And so you've got the fire system in the entire building functioning on floors where there's no fire. So you've got floors that are wet and you've got these puddles collecting where there's no fire. And so this liquid aluminum would come down through the ceiling tiles, collect in the water, and boom, it would be blowing out these subsequent floors, literally. So, but, And you can see video of that on that day. You can see windows okay. suddenly With blowing out. With this common knowledge, you are just a simple steel worker, a very smart man, of course, but why wouldn't they sprinkle something aside from water if they knew this kind of thing could happen? I know they weren't expecting a plane to fly into the building at any time, but... Wouldn't they just sprinkle something like, what are they, when, you remember when, was it Lake Erie that was burning? They they put a kind of a, a foam CO2 yeah. on the water to cause it to stop burning. And yes, you can have a foam t- a CO2 system in place. Most restaurant kitchens have a foam CO2 oh, fire extinguisher oh. system in place. Yeah, literally, if there's a fire in the kitchen and it's too much to control, you pull the lever and it's like, Poof, the entire kitchen looks like somebody filled it with shaving cream. Like, boom, it's just done, and the fire's out. Mm-hmm. And you can get out, but it's it's a scary situation. Uh, but it's expensive. Oh. So it's, it's better reserved for smaller spaces. It's better reserved for something like a kitchen in a restaurant. So for them to put a foam CO2 system in, an, in a 110-story building uh, would be pricey. I'm not going to say somebody didn't have the money. But it would be more cost effective to just put a common sprinkler system because the most it's it was bare minimum for what that building was to get by with any kind of standard. I'm not going to say it was lifeboats on the Titanic, but yeah, it was pretty bare. It was pretty bare minimum. But who expects an airplane to crash into a building that tall? Because the most they thought they would have to deal with would be a trash can fire or a desk or or that 1993 bombing in the ba- in the in the basement. Yeah, the garage. Yeah, and and the sprinkler system handled that pretty well. Yeah, only a few victims, but at that point, wouldn't a flag be raised? Like we gotta watch this building like a hawk from now on because apparently someone is so interested in it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna wax a little philosophical, but like. Back in its day, America's major uh, visual uh, icon were, was towers and spires of churches. Well, and, and Empire State Building. In the Empire, well, the Empire State Building was the first example of man's, I would say, hubris as far as uh, you know, look how tall we can go. But before skyscrapers, it was the spires of churches that would make. This is what America is all about. It, it's it has its its family foundation. Yeah, and thank goodness a lot of uh, victims ran toward the closest church and took refuge there and the church still stands. So religiosity used to be the major symbol of our nation, but it has since become the financial institution and the spires of the financial institution are skyscrapers. And so in in order to make an indelible message, the the terrorists decided to fly airplanes into the largest financial building in our country, the the, the Twin Towers, and make a statement your money doesn't mean anything against our ideals. And so, unfortunately, that the uh, the Twin Towers uh, um, in New York City was, was the focus that day, and they succeeded at that. And we were not prepared for something like that. We just were not. Very strange to me is how anyone could not deny that an airplane flew into both buildings because there was a literal shape of an airplane in any video you see about 9-11 
literal shape of a gigantic airplane. That gaping hole is definitely shaped like the wings of an airplane. So anyone who denies it is just saying, well, they put bombs in the shape of an airplane there. That's what happened. That is the overall. And that's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, you would say retarded. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to try and form some kind of conspiracy theory around it. Airplanes flew into the buildings and it was a terrorist attack. It has been captured on video camera. Both of them were. Thank goodness for that because that would just give people that deny all these innocent people's deaths on the airplanes and in the building even more control over, well, you don't know what happened because you didn't see anything. Yeah, Yeah, you can clearly see it. You see it and you don't want to, though, do you? No. No, not at all. You, you. I remember uh, when you and I uh, were first meeting, you shared a really interesting documentary with me, one of the only existing uh, file footages of the first airplane. Yes, it was the fil- it, the French film documentary. And it was uh, technically kind of an accident. They just happened to be out yep. on the street filming a documentary. Of, about firefighters. About firefighters, and the plane happened to be... Everybody's like, oh my God, look at that plane, it's really low, and these guys with other... Well, professional equipment and filming their documentary happened to be on site and able to point their camera in the sky and oh my god here's the first airplane smashing into the first building and it was the no no day brothers it's the documentary that's free on youtube now because they consider it um nothing they want to seek money for actually because at first you know a documentary doesn't make money in the first place usually very much the no day brothers no day yeah they're french brothers the no day brothers french brothers free documentary on youtube watch it yeah i think um when you click it on youtube it's actually hosted i think by robert de niro at the very beginning explaining what it is that you're gonna see but uh they ended up point blank right in the middle of everything one of them was in the building. One of them was in the building. And the other was like at the firehouse, where's my brother, and went to the building. So they both were there. Both got back alive. The entire firehouse, this is one miracle that happened, came back alive. Everyone in one of those firehouses in New York. Only one. And it happened to be that one where those French brothers were shooting their documentary. Yeah, they were just doing a documentary about new firefighters. Newbies. And how, yeah, and how... Like, well, they call them probies, but... Uh, the probies and how some guys were smoke and some guys were fire. Yeah. Some guys were... No, some guys were dark clouds, some guys were light clouds. That's right. You you got it. And he was waiting for his very first fire. Unfortunately, he should not have been waiting for that. He should have been waiting for his first vacation because this thing that happened was not the first thing a brand new person should experience because all the other first responders... Ran toward it, and so did he. He was like, I know what I have to do, but oh my goodness, I should have never wished I could see a fire, a real one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not that, that shouldn't be anybody's first. No, oh, it wasn't like wishing, but he was He was just wondering. Well, no, but he had he got he, all he that wanted, training. He wanted to prove himself. He was ready to prove himself. And, and he did. What a situation to prove himself. Well, in. he did. Well, he did. He certainly did. Uh, but definitely watch it. It's a great documentary. All right, anyone, we're going to wrap this up. Anyone listening? I am, I have, like, a big agenda about more, like, things to pour on Dana if he falls asleep. Because I'm really not ready to go to sleep right now. My sleeping schedule is all messed up. And my stomach hurts because I had surgery. So, anyway, what do you have to say about that? 
Oh, no, no, no. No comments below on that. No. There's not, there's not more things to pour on me. But uh, Also, anyway, um, anyone who can, go to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. It's, um, if you can, because a lot of people find it way too sad. I found it way too sad at first, but once you get there, you realize it's very calm. I would really like to go. I don't personally like that they built a tower over what should be just a big gravesite memorial. I don't like that they rebuilt it. I think it was like kind of like, like what it, what would you call it? Like, hey, look at us now again. I, I don't think that was appropriate. It's a bit of chutzpah, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Look at us. We built a building on the same place. Try again. We dare you. Yeah, it's kind of like making yourself a target. Neener, neener, neener. Yeah, we built another build. No, it is. It's kind of like that. It's it's a little bit childish. Anyone who says neener, neener, neener is over 50 years old. So yeah. how are you 70 now? How yeah, old? sure. I'm 70. Okay. Whatever. But it is kind of a taunting. It's it's sticking your tongue out. Like, look what we did. Look what we did. You you smashed our buildings and we built another I one. I think it's a place. very unwise move. Maybe build it somewhere else. Uh, just... I don't think that was right, but that's only me. Other people probably think it's, like, a sign of resilience. I think it should be a memorial. People call it Phoenix from the Ashes. It should be a memorial park. The whole complex. All of it. Yeah. But I, I, I have no say in that. No. Anyway. All right. All right. I'm going to uh, slowly watch Dana go to sleep. While I figure out something to pour on his sleeping body to wake him up. Yeah, and I'm going to do my damnedest not to go to sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the rest of our night. I hope that the rest of you have a great night. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good night. Thank All you. Right. Goodbye.